Hi, I'm Holly. And I'm Haley. Welcome to Mountain Mysteries, Tales from Appalachia. Betty, welcome back. Welcome back. God, that sounded really sad. I sounded preppy and you said, welcome back. I know, I'm like, oh. God, I, I, I have it like tied her to a chair and forced no, her here. No, no, I mean, we are attached by our headphones, but. Yeah, but. I mean, I could, we're not, yeah, it's okay. To your computer. To my computer, yeah, yeah, to my computer. Yeah. And you invited me here. I did I just want to state here. that. This is true. Yeah, yeah. And you are killing it with the blue nails. I Thanks. Did you paint them yourself? I did. You do a really good job. Thanks. You I a, get really bored, and that's what I do when I'm bored. You have a skill set. You really do. Have you thought about maybe becoming a nail tech? No, because I don't like people enough to mm. have to sit there and mm-hmm. have any kind. I'm, not, I'm just, I'm really bad at small talk. I think that's my problem. Yeah, yeah. I could be a really good um, nail tech, but that's so much school. And like, cause nail techs, they have to go to like, get like a degree and it's a whole thing and like pass a thing and like pass a test. Well, are you talking about like cosmetology more? Yeah. Like if like you wanted to work in like a, yeah, like and, work in okay, like a salon yeah, yeah, yeah. and like do that. Like I could do it as like a side gig, yeah. <laughs> but I would have to be the person who I'd be really good for introverts that just want to go in and get their nails not done and anybody. not talk to anybody because do you kind of feel rude when you do that? But I'd be like, this is what I want. Yeah. I'm the type of person who was like, man, they didn't talk to me at all. See, I'm like, thank God. <laughs> yeah, like, it was so rude. They didn't even speak to me. Like, they didn't even acknowledge me. You would so be that mm-hmm. nail tech. You're like, what do you want? Mm-hmm. Like, um, did you pick your color? And I'm like, yeah, red. Okay. Okay, great. Give me your hand. $35. And I would not tip you well. Oh, see, when people don't talk to me, I tip them extreme. I mean, I tip well anyway, but, like, Mm-mm. I tip even more. No, if I felt you were rude and... I mean, I'm fine with, you know, not big conversation, but at least making me feel like I'm wanted there, like you want my business. No, I want you to be like... Get the F out? Get the F out as fast as possible. See, this is why you don't own a nail salon. That's why I don't do anything with... Humans? Yeah. You used to. I did. I still do now, but it's yeah. not as like connected, I guess. What's funny is you had to do a lot of crisis management kind of stuff. So you had to interface a lot. I did, but it was also just like heat of the moment, like quick, quick, quick. Like it wasn't, I didn't over. have to do like small talk with them. I've had to do a lot of small talk. You do. You've had to do a lot. Of, mm-hmm. I did not. I just was there when like everything was on fire and things were burning to the ground, and it was chaos, and like 15 different things happening at one time, and it was like, what fire do I pick first? Mm-hmm. And like, I thrived in that environment, but I also like burnt myself out really fast. Yeah, and it does. So, it does burn you, you out. Know. Self-care, friends. It is true. Paint your nails. Paint your nails. Just not like, for others. <laughs> I mean, you know, paint your nails and don't burn yourself out. Well, Thanks. welcome to... <laughs> Oh, that feels really sunshiny. Murder, murder time here. Murder time. This is, yeah. 
This is murder this time. Is, this is murder time. Children, gather. Come it's murder time. It's time to hear a story. <laughs> it's time to hear oh a story, God. children. So creepy. God bless. Damn. All right. Okay. Uh, so on that happy <laughs> note, uh, we are traveling uh, back to the summer of 1915. That was 1915? a good summer. 1915? 1915. Holy shit. All right. That was a good year for me. Was it? It was. Okay. It was. I mean, I was thin that year. It was great. <laughs> I, my grandmother didn't even exist. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah my so. grandma was born in 44. Uh, my one was born in 36 and my other was born in 35. So they weren't even alive Mm-mm. yet. But my great grandparents were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, summer of 1915, one of the top songs was It's a Long, Long Way to Tipperary by John McCormick. Have you heard this? They had like top hits. Back yes, then? yes. I have not heard still, that one. I mean, no. they had the radio, people were listening. Yeah. yeah. Um, this was actually a World War I kind of British anthem. It's a long way to Tipperary. It's a long, long way to go. Basically, he was, it's like a song writing to your loved ones back home. Um, And he was like, you know, I hope to be home by Christmas. Like this war hopefully will be over. Yeah. So it's sort of optimistic. Um, I'm here for it. Yeah. Put it on the YouTube. Obviously, it has that like. Uh, very high shorter voice mm-hmm. you know for that time period very interesting anyway um obviously world war one was going on at this point mm-hmm. so we've got um the central powers of germany austria hungary fighting against um the allied powers right. like the u.s britain france that kind of thing um so that's going on um overseas mm-hmm. we are headed to blacksville south carolina Okay. This is a really small town um, in Barnwell County, very close, within about an hour's drive of Augusta, Georgia. Oh, wow. So it's kind of on that South Carolina, yeah. Georgia it's line there. Down than I thought it was. Yeah. Um, very small population. Even in the year 2000, according to the 2000 census, there were less than 3,000 people. Holy cow. Yeah. So it was very small. Um, so still small. And I can't imagine what it was in 1915. Hmm. So we are talking today about an individual named Essie Dunbar, which, by the way, I love that name, Essie. I do, too. I was about to say, like, it's a really cute name. That is really cute. And I love that old names are coming back, by the way. Like, so cute. I love, too, that I'm going to be the Grandma Holly one day. That's cute. And I will probably have a granddaughter named Maud. (laughs) Isn't that funny? That is funny. Uh, Anyway, so Essie Dunbar is 30 years old. Um, and she's an African-American individual um, who has a history of seizures. Hmm. Which you Same. Can, you can relate. I yes. can. I, too, um, had epilepsy. Yes. And she was believed to have epilepsy, which mm-hmm. is actually a neurological disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, it's when you have excessive and abnormal brain cell activity. Um, really, it causes the body to shake uncontrollably. Yep. Um, and individuals often lose, uh, lo- lose consciousness. Mm-hmm. Um, and afterwards, uh, they can rest for like hours, like sleep for hours. Oh, yeah. I would have a seat. I'd have a full... Um, Back then, they were called Grand Mall. I don't know if they're still called that anymore. Um, but I'd have that's the full body, like your whole body shakes. I'd have one of those, and I'd sleep for like eight hours. Yeah, like almost like comatose level. Like I, you couldn't wake me up. I was asleep because it is your like. Think about the best workout you've ever had. Yeah, because <laughs> your whole body is just, just 
shaking. contracting and it's just and you're sore yeah. when you wake up and god it just it sucks um so all of my i'm a former epileptic i my diagnosis was lifted when i was like 17 but um all my uh, epileptics out there i feel you well and it's very scary to watch even yeah, even yeah. seeing somebody in mm-hmm. in mid seizure is a very scary thing, mm-hmm. and you want to make sure they're on their left side, yeah. that they're safe. Don't put things in their mouth. Oh, for God's sakes, no! Don't grab their tongue. That's a myth. You can't yes. swallow your tongue. No. Don't put things in their mouth. No. If you put your fingers in their mouth, we're gonna bite them off. Exactly. Um, yeah, just don't do that. Yes, exactly, do that. exactly. Well, and there also are febrile seizures that are caused mm-hmm. um, by very high fevers. Yeah. Um, and those are often associated with individuals who have autism. Yeah, and you can also have um, partial seizures, which um, I had several of those too. That's mine always started in my my hand, so my hand oh, would start wow. to shake first, and so I would know. I knew sometimes they would turn into full seizures and sometimes they would just stay in my arm um but that would happen and then you also can have which i had both i had um like quote unquote real seizures and then i had psychosomatic seizures as well where i would be so worried that i was going to have one that that i would trick my brain Mm -hmm. into having one so it was all the symptoms completely like the same you know go through the same motion but if i'd been hooked up probably if i'd been hooked up to like an eeg it wouldn't have read the same. And I mean, I, which is fascinating. Just as a therapist, it even uh, puts me into the relation of generalized anxiety disorder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You were so worried. You're so about worried this that you're going to have this that, that it you... just triggers yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. So super interesting. Um, all valid, but yeah. For sure. And this is this is what Essie had. Mm-hmm. Um, she was having epileptic seizures and then afterwards, you know, sleeping for hours and hours and hours. That's yep. just not uncommon. Um, I've known individuals who can sleep for like 18 hours oh, yeah, after yeah. this. Um, so that summer, Essie suffers a seizure. Her loved ones um, call out to the local doctor. His name was B.K. Briggs. He was a local African-American doctor because obviously at this time, white doctors were not caring for African-American patients. Um, We are talking about 1915 in the South. Um, So I don't know if they... Yeah. I don't know if they called him or like, you know, had someone run and get him kind of thing. Uh, but he arrived at the house. Um, he noticed that Essie wasn't breathing. Mm-hmm. He was checking her out really thoroughly and she had no signs of life. Oh, man. Um, so he declared her dead. Um, let the family know, you know, she's no longer with us. Um, and they put in a call to her sister who lives several towns away. Um, but even though she was several towns away, she still had to catch the train that only ran a certain mm-hmm. time of day. Mm-hmm. And back then, um, they did funerals really fast when well, someone you, died. Yeah, that makes sense, especially in South South Carolina. Well, and it's hot as hell. It's hot. And they didn't have proper refrigeration techniques for bodies, so if they didn't bury you quickly, you go smell. It's so stinking it Yeah, up. yeah. Decomposition happened very quickly, and it was going to smell bad. So they determined that her funeral was going to be the next morning. Usually, they would have funerals about 8 o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. which sounds hella early. It does, but that's before it gets hot. Exactly, and smells. Um, so um, instead, they put it for 11 so that her sister, who lived in Allendale, would be able to catch the train and make it mm-hmm. to the funeral. So it's 11 o'clock. The funeral starts. Sister isn't there yet, which they're probably like, oh, sh- the train was behind. Something mm. happened. Um, so they go ahead and get started. 
Essie had been placed in a wooden coffin, um, actually made by members of her family. Um, and obviously, you know, wooden coffin nowadays is not probably ideal. Just that's what for, I want. Really? Mm-hmm. Like pine box? Mm-hmm. Well, that sounds cost effective. Yeah, like pine box. I don't want to be embalmed. Um, just chuck me in the ground. Yeah. When that's with her. She rot. was not embalmed. Um, just went ahead and, and put her in that, and she was ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so friends and family have gathered, including three ministers. Dang. Yeah. That's a lot of ministers. That's a lot of ministers. And each minister kind of stepped up and shared words of faith from the Bible. They spoke to the loved ones. They talked about Essie's life. Mm-hmm. Um, and the funeral really was a lengthy thing. It kind of went on and on. I've been to some that are. Me too. I'm like, get in and out. I just want people to um, speak highly of me. I want a party. I want a party too. Because I think like, it's so, I mean, ding, and if that's dong, what you the Mary want. Yo, sing it high, sing it low. <laughs> the wicked witch is dead. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, no, I, I just, I think like, I mean, and that, if that's what you want, then that's, you know, beautiful for you of like, you know, you want a somber event. Like, that's fine. Mm-hmm. If that's what you want. I don't want people moping around when I die. I want it to be like, man, she lived a cool life. Me too. And like, kind of, I mean, I wouldn't be my, wouldn't mind if there was like some boogie time. People are dancing. I alcohol's a must. Alcohol's a must. There will be will be several forms of it. Um, I had a friend who passed away. Um, <laughs> sounds terrible, but I had a friend who passed away. Oh, gosh, it's almost six years ago. And um, her family really knew her well and knew uh, that she would appreciate a celebration of life. Mm-hmm. So they had like wine and cheese and music mm-hmm. and pictures of her. And I thought, man, they really knew her well. Yeah. And if she were here, she would be like dancing and so yeah. happy. Yeah. Um, and that's really what I want. Mm-hmm. I want snacks and alcohol so and music and I want people to like live it up because that's yeah. what I would have wanted. Yeah. 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 It's I important agree. to start thinking about, I mean, I know it's kind of morbid and some people don't like to think about it, but like we're all going to die though. I've worked in death and dying yeah. with fields. So yeah, definitely like have a, go write that down somewhere and tell like one person where it is. Exactly. And the music that you want. And the music that you want and the people that you want, that you want to make sure are there and stick that somewhere so my mom's somewhat introverted and she always says we would have to pay actors to come and cry at her funeral oh my god she's so silly because she's the kindest person there is but uh, and people do love her but mm-hmm. she is very to herself but um, we will not hire actors mom we will genuinely be upset but we will also um, you know boogie it up too we'll boogie she it down she would have liked that yeah alright uh, so make your make your wills, people. Make your wills. Do yeah, that. Do that. It's important. Uh, so all her loved ones were there for this lengthy service, um, and they're still waiting on Essie's sister, who hasn't arrived yet. And they're they're kind of looking at each other like, "Well, it's over. What are we? What yes, we do? no, maybe. We don't know." So the um, ministers make the decision. You know, let's go ahead, ashes to ashes, and go ahead and lower mm-hmm. that coffin. So they start to lower the coffin um, into a six foot deep grave. Right. And, you know, they're throwing the dirt on the coffin and, and f- her sister rushes in and is like, I'm so sorry, you guys. I'm so sorry, you know. I'm and here. Exactly. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. You know, so they're all like, oh, well, 
we had a we had a friend that we worked with that would be the one that was 15 minutes late too it's like she left funeral would show up 15 minutes late yeah and they're like well you missed the body like you missed the body but and have have some but part of me thinks that if it was hot as hell and they were doing a lengthy funeral service that probably wasn't a bad thing no i'd be like yep i'm gonna show up with that friend about 15 minutes after it ends and be like oh wow I'm, I'm definitely sure that beautiful. person that, at, like, you know, church services that if I hear, like, for the first 15 minutes they're shaking hands, I'm like, oh, okay, I'll come late. Then. Yeah, you've got, like, 15 yeah. minutes. I don't want to shake hands. Uh-huh. That sounds so so mean of me, but I just don't. Well, I mean, we don't do it anymore now because COVID. That's true. You but back in the day, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not down for that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so she comes in and she <laughs> says to them, you know, please, we're very close. I didn't get an opportunity to say goodbye to her. Can you please lift her coffin so that and we can open it up so I can just see her one last time and say goodbye which you know when you're close to somebody and you haven't had the opportunity to say goodbye she lived far away well yeah. relatively yeah I get that and so the again the ministers kind of were talking to themselves and were like well we're already done but all right yeah. <laughs> bring her up oh god um and they they bring the coffin to the top um and they start opening the lid and Essie's sister's really preparing herself for seeing her for the last time. Um, and they open up the lid. And Essie's laying there. And her sister starts to, you know, get teary-eyed. Mm. And Essie sits up. Holy shit. <laughs> Wasn't expecting that. Word. No! <laughs> what? Well, I was, you know, this podcast is what it is. And so I kept thinking, like, well, there's going to be something weird here. Somebody like, killed her. Somebody, they're going to open it up and there's going to be, like, a bullet wound in her head. Or, like, you know, they're going to, somebody's going to murder somebody at this funeral and this is the setup for it. But, no, I wasn't ready for that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's what makes these mountain mysteries. So yeah. Essie sits up in a daze looks around at the funeral members in a very confused state, not exactly aware of what's transpired over the last, you know, 12 hours. Um, And she looks at her sister and smiles because, you know, she hasn't seen her sister in a hot minute. Like, oh, hey, sis, what's up, girlfriend? Uh, All three of the ministers pass out and fall backwards into the grave. Oh, my God. All right. The shortest minister actually suffers three broken ribs when the other two trample him trying to climb out of the grave. Oh, my God. Um, Everybody starts screaming and freaking the freak out, which that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Who wouldn't? Right. Essie's sister and other mourners actually believe her to be a ghost. Okay. And, like, this is not happening. And they start, like, running off and yelling and screaming. Like, so she's just, what? like, chilling in this casket, like, what the heck? Yeah, and so Essie is like, what is going on? She climbs out of the coffin. Right. And begins running after her sister and loved ones who are running towards town. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, Essie's sister looks back and legit is hysterical. Um, you know, oh my God, who wouldn't be? Right. You think that, you know, you're going to pay respects, you know, maybe hold her, her hand and say goodbye, sister. Uh, no, no, no your sister is now up. chasing you. And as legends go, individuals in town actually started referring to her as the zombie. They think that she was a zombie who had returned from the dead, which nowadays that's trendy. Yeah. Zombies are trendy They're nowadays. They're in now. They really are. But in 1915, zombies, not as trendy. I mean, I'm surprised they weren't like, she's a witch, let's drown her. 
Well, here's the thing. Oh my God, does it happen? Well, I'll get into this. So, all right. So, um, there was a lot of suspicion going around about her. Um, And it was first reported in the Augusta Chronicle uh, in August of 1955, okay? Okay. So this story hadn't really been heard prior to this, Mm -hmm. um, but it comes out when the doctor who treated her and actually pronounced her dead when he himself died. Mm -hmm. um, Because another doctor who had been at the scene trying to treat the minister with the broken ribs said... um, Yes, I testify like this happened. Oh my God. <laughs> I confirm that we thought she's dead. We open up the casket. She's she not sits dead. right up, ain't okay. dead. Um, and so people in town were actually scared of her. I mean, I get it. I mean, that makes sense. And she lived alone um, for a long time. No one would visit her, no one would go to see her because they viewed her as the haunted woman. But man, oh man, what a title to have. Well, oh, I was just thinking, I wonder if they think of Haley that way. That's That would be, I, nobody comes to see me. I just get to be by myself. You would People love are that. slightly scared of me. That's, That's your fantasy, that actually. That sound bad. I know, they're like, there's that haunted woman. I'm not, I'm not mad at it. It's <laughs> just... <laughs> You and I are so just insanely different in personality. That's why we work, though. It, I think that's why we get mm-hmm. along so well. Mm-hmm. You are like, don't look at me, don't talk to me. And I'm like, <laughs> hey, friends. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> but then at the same time, when I get tired and I'm like, peace out, mm-hmm. you're able to kind of pick up. Yeah. And so that's always very yeah. nice because I do get tired. I can't, I can't keep this going for long. <laughs> um So over time, though, the idea of her being, you know, a creepy, haunted woman Mm -hmm. slowly starts to dissipate because, honestly, Essie was a kind-hearted woman. Um, And so she has several friends um, who finally start coming by and visiting her. Um, And Essie um, was a cotton picker. Okay. So she would pick cotton. Essie ended up living for 47 years afterwards. That's so crazy. she was 77 uh, when she fell ill and she was hospitalized in the Barnwell County Hospital. Um, and that's when she legitimately died. Not, you know, we waited, you know, a couple hours to make sure, you know, right, kind of thing. Right. Um, and she died in May of 1962. Man, she lived a life. She lit, yeah, quite a life, right? And it's so sad because if you think about it, she had, like we were talking about, she had a seizure, which left her, you know, unconscious for mm-hmm. hours and hours and hours. She had to sleep it off kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it made her appear like she was dead. Right. Um, which also makes you think about that doctor just a little bit. Like, well, I mean, you know, nobody ever thought I was dead when I wouldn't wake up. That's good. After a seizure. That's nobody good. Nobody ever thought I was dead. Ooh, but in a way, wouldn't that kind of be neat that I would co-host with a ghost? Yeah. That'd be kind of cool. You're a pretty smart ghost, though. I mean, you can do a lot of things. That's amazing. Yeah, I've I've adapted. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Um, I've adapted to the human world. Um, But with her, what's interesting is that, you know, obviously she was just sleeping and... Had her sister not come, 
and not, you know, really said, listen, I want to come and say goodbye, she would have been buried alive. Like, she would have died. That's my... I have a really... My heart rate's elevated. I'm sorry. Um, Because my biggest... And I didn't realize this until I was... I can't do tunnels where you can't see either side. Yeah, And I hate caves. Yeah, I do too. I just... I'm like hyperventilating currently. I'm sorry. My heart rate is... It's elevated. It's all right. Um, Yeah, just like the thought of it really freaks me out. So that would be my nightmare. I didn't want to tell you... So we don't tend to tell each other what our stories are about Mm-mm. because we want our natural reaction. Yeah. So um, when I was researching this, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to tell her that's a freaky story. Yeah, that's really all I got. Yeah. And I don't like to give too much away. I like there to be that mystery. Mm-hmm. Um, and even last episode, I really didn't tell you hardly anything about this. Really what we do, I mean... We kind of give each other, like, oh, my story's from this location, and it's, Mm -hmm. like, here's kind of a vague, like, it's a missing persons case, or it's a, like, a triple homicide, or whatever. Right. That way, we at least, we don't pick the same one. Yeah, because we do think about that, you know, know. are we picking, and we've never done that ever. We've not done it yet, so, and that's why I think we both, we'll send each other a message of, like, my story's from here and here, and it's kind of about this. Yeah, just a very vague, general thing, because we want our natural reactions Mm -hmm. to these stories. Yeah. Um, And I'm, I'm sorry, I got a natural reaction. For you, I'm gonna like, have to give her a bag to I know, breathe in. I'm gonna have to go She's home. gonna have to sit in the corner for a yeah, while. Um, a so that sucks. And I've triggered her too with the whole seizure. So now I'm gonna have to lay her on her side just in case. It's we fine. don't know. It's we fine. don't know. I'm gonna take a nap and it'll be fine <laughs> for 16 hours. 16 hours. And in, in maybe a wooden coffin. But Man. you know something Ooh. I was thinking about because it did strike me as holy crap. I mean, she was in this coffin. She didn't suffocate, but. Chances are it had slats in it oh, for yeah. air, it's a wood like box. you know, yeah, it's a it's a box. Mm-hmm. There was she was a way for her to breathe, so she could have lived. And even as they were putting dirt on it, I, I kind of take it that there was not enough dirt to cover it, so that by the time her sister came, you know, I do think it's almost on cue though mm-hmm. that they open up the lid. And she's like, oh, yeah, right. you know what I mean, like Phoenix from the ashes, right, like right. here I am. Yeah, they were probably doing the thing where, like, you you know, the family takes, like, a handful and tosses the dirt That's in. true. Like, that I, is that's true. a thing you do now. It's some, I mean, some people do it. I don't know. I do like that the ministers all passed out simultaneously and fell into the grave. Mm-hmm. Now, this story um, had been told, I guess, um, after it had been reported in 1955 in the paper, Essie, who was asked about it, you know, kind of continued this on and talked about it. Now... A lot of this is when a story has been passed down kind of over and over and maybe there's more attention to it, there's there's a tendency to embellish a bit. And things kind of, you know, so maybe only one minister fell into the grave or... Or maybe that never happened. Maybe he fell over, but not yeah, into the grave. Yeah, and maybe not all three of them passed exactly. out. You know, it, it yes, it happens. Especially, like, storytelling like that is how people in this area... That's, because... The education system in this area was not always great. So we didn't always have, still not great, um, but we didn't have, you know, there was a lot of people who couldn't read and write mm-hmm. for a really long time. Yeah, so, I still can't, so. <laughs> verbally passing down these <laughs> stories and doing like oral history was something that was really, really common in this area. And there's a few people who still, you know, tell the stories and, you know. And honestly, the more outrageous, the more intriguing. Yeah. 
So I, I do wonder how much of this story is is accurate mm-hmm. um, and how much of it is even true. I mean, this could be just bull crap, but I thought like even the mystery around it, like someone survives their own death yeah. in this way, yeah. like being buried alive, all these things. I don't know. It's just fascinating mm-hmm. to me. Um, there's even a story I heard years and years ago about a woman who they thought she was dead and they buried her. And they heard weird sounds. And so they were like, what the heck? And they thought there was an animal inside the grave. And so they dug it up and they realized she tried to claw her way out. And she had actually been alive. But she was dead because she ended up dying. I hate that. I know. I was like, oh my gosh. So please. I feel like the moral of the story is make sure your dead are dead. Yeah. I don't think we run into that problem as much anymore. No. I think that was definitely more back in the day. And most people are embalmed now anyway. That's true. So you have that extra. And then you also, you know, people are cremated, you know. Really hope you're dead. Are you going to be buried or cremated? I don't really know. I don't really care. Okay. I just know I don't want to be embalmed. You did say that you were fine with the pine box. I'm fine with a pine box. I'm fine with like a Viking funeral where you put them on like a raft and set it on fire in the middle of the lake or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also fine with that. Um, you know, I'm, you know, launch me into the sky and, you know, um, dump me in the ocean. I really don't care. Um, you know, I'm dead. I don't have any, I have no like. I feel like that's harmful to the environment. It might be. Um, <laughs> but I have no like, there's nothing. And some people are like this and that's fine. But I, once I'm dead, I have no, like, attachment to my body, you know? I barely have an attachment to my body now. <laughs> Same. Um, I don't want any, like, I don't care. I don't need to, like, have my hair done or, like, makeup done when I'm dead. Like, I don't, no. There's Do none of that. Do you want people to come and view your body? Oh, God, no. <laughs> that freaks me out so bad. And it sounds so bad because I know I've been to, I've been to a lot of funerals. Um and I've been to several open casket funerals, and it always weirds me out, and I just don't look at the body when I pass at the body. I'm a real sick kind of bastard. <laughs> and you don't say. <laughs> <laughs> and I honestly think, wouldn't it be fun to just, like, have an open casket, but have it unexpected, like some crazy shit, like dressed in some, like, Superman costume? I could get behind that, yeah. I feel I like... Get behind that. If you were allow me to now, I am older than you, but if you, you know, if I outlived you Mm -hmm. and I had some kind of say, which I don't know if your family would allow that, but if I did, Mm -hmm. I think you would find it really funny if I dressed you up in like a He-Man outfit or like a giant turtle. Yeah. I think you would find that funny. I would find it hilarious. And I I just don't care. And could you hear people be like, oh my God, how disrespectful. Backful. As we're like cackling in the And room. we would just be, and I could hear you laughing from, from above. Yeah, just cackling. Yeah. Well, and you would be a ghost at that point. Oh, I'd be haunting the crap out of it. And you would be, you would be there. Uh-huh. Yeah. And you would be like making noises or something yeah. or like moving mm-hmm. stuff with your ghostly presence. Mm-hmm. Oh, your funeral's going to rock. I can't wait. I'm so excited now. Um, yeah. I am a sick, sick individual. It's okay. Where I think things... And I'm also sick that (laughs) when my... I kind of like to touch the dead. Okay, so... Yeah, no, I get where you're at. 
Okay, so... I'm not that way, but I get where you're at. When my great-grandmother died, mm-hmm. uh, I told my mom... She she was 97 when she died. And I was like, I I just want to touch her hands. Mm-hmm. It, because it's like, wow, these hands saw World War One. Like, these mm-hmm. hands picked cotton. The, mm-hmm. You know, it was it was something that just meant something to me, and I don't, I don't know why. And my mom's like, I don't know if you're supposed to, like, mess with them. And I was like, I just want to touch your hand. I'm going to touch your hand. And my mom's like, okay, it's not a buffet, but all right. <laughs> So uh, I kind of I touched her hand and it was like wow you know, and then um, when my great grandfather passed away in New York, I was seven, almost seven, and I told my grandmother I was like, um, can, can I touch him? And she was like, No, for the love of God, don't touch him. You're not supposed to mess with him. And I was like, I just want to touch him. Can I just? Can I? But then I also was kind of scared that he would mm-hmm. reach out and touch me back. Mm, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I when my grandfather died, I think I was ten. I remember was going to see the body. Um, we did a closed casket because he had pancreatic cancer, and you just after you've been through that, you just don't look mm. like you don't want the people same. to remember somebody looking like they do after they've yeah. been through that. Um, but I I wouldn't see the body, and I I did I kissed his forehead. Yeah. So that was, and that was like a closure moment for me. And we all put like stuff in the casket and like. I think it is. You know, it was just like whatever you do is like closure. Um, but I've been involved in like after death care um, when I worked for a hospice agency. And so I've been, you know, I've seen people die. I've seen people take the last breath. And I've been involved in like the care that happens right after that. And it's not pretty. Right. After death care, usually it's not pretty. Um, so usually we would have like family the nurses did most of it and if I was there I would be like what do you need like can I hand you something like can I help you do you need to help roll and so I'd seen them do it a few times I'd been involved in helping a couple times and usually you kind of have the family well because you've got to remember and you get them cleaned up your body relaxes so anything you're holding on to pp comes out Mm -hmm. things are coming out of your body it's not beautiful a lot of times it's People expel stuff from their from their lungs and you know things come out of your mouth and it's just and if you have anything in your tummy, yeah, it's just not you know it's not a pretty sight. Um, so you just kind of usher family out and are like, we're gonna take care of this for you, and then they can come back in after you know they're cleaned up and they look you know kind of like they're sleeping. Yeah, a little bit. Um, and a lot of times your jaw relaxes. So your mouth's open. So your mouth opens. So I remember we would roll a towel and like put it kind of under their, like pull the blanket up and have a towel under there to keep their mouth closed. And some people's eyes open. It's not a thing that like, you know, you see in the movie, people's eyes are open, mm-hmm. but it doesn't happen all the time. Some people, you know, their eyes are closed and you know, they, they stay closed. Some people's eyes are open and you can't get them back down. It's not like, you know, you see in the movie and they'd like gently close the eyeballs. This is like, you know... In the cartoons where they pull the lampshade down, or not the lampshade, the shades down, and they go yeah. back up at the top. <laughs> that happens um, with people's eyelids, and they just pop back open. So Isn't it's, that why at funeral homes they glue the lids? Yes. I've heard that. You yeah. glue the lids. We would put like a little piece of tape sometime, mm. like medical tape that one of the nurses would have, and like just to keep, because it's, it's a little eerie. Yeah, it is. You walk in, and a lot of people, as they're dying, their eyes are like half open and they get really dry so we would put eye drops in mm-hmm. like the last days of life i'm having so many thing. plans for your funeral oh my god 
eyes open. I dig it. I like it. I, I like it, it a mean, lot. Like I said, like, I really or don't care. We could really freaking freak people out uh-huh. by having one of your eyes open and one closed, <laughs> one almost closed. like you're winking at them. Your funeral is going to be How one of... Preparing? I'm a little nervous I'm going to get murdered. No, 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 no. This is down the road. Okay. But, but no, I'm not going to murder you down okay. the road. No, no, just if... if <laughs> It is hypothetical if you were to pass before me, I would want to ensure that you would have the type of funeral and the type of celebration of life mm-hmm. that you would want. Mm-hmm. Because I could see you wanting this shit. I wouldn't mind it. You would be down for this. Just, you know, do whatever you want. Like oh I said, I really God. don't care. Oh, I really don't care. My mind's gone to dark places and I'm not hating it. I'm not either. <laughs> well, on that happy All right. note... <laughs> Um, why don't we do a special shout out? Yeah. Um, I'm gonna try to find us a location here. Yeah. Quick. Oh, thank you for doing You're that. Welcome. I appreciate I'm already that. like on it. And we've talked about this, but um, we are really seeing a lot of success and a lot of love. Yeah. So keep on doing that, you guys. Tell your friends. Um, tell your friends about our our plans. Maybe they'll come to Haley's funeral in like 50 years. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. That'll be, that'll be the time. <laughs> the more the merrier, honestly. The more the merrier. It's fine. Yeah. Just, you know. Are you that girl from the podcast? <gasps> we can continue the podcast with we Stuffed Haley. I'll just sit here. No, you could do some voice recordings. Oh, yeah. Prior to your yeah. demise. Yeah. And I could just respond to the recordings. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. This go. is just... <laughs> so many ideas. Oh, gosh. Well, we want to take a moment. We um, Our last... In our last few episodes, we've had a lot of listeners from Anchorage, Alaska. Wow. Which is kind of crazy. So thanks, Anchorage. Thank you. I would love to actually visit. Oh, me too. Is it dark there right now? <laughs> I don't know if it's dark. Isn't it like six months of the year? Yeah, it's... Um, I had a, a friend who lived there, did some work up there, and they would always post pictures of like, like this is, you know, two in the afternoon, and it was dark. Wow. So I don't think my depression could handle that i don't think so but i also think a part of you might like the the dark in a way yeah sick way i think so too i don't think i would do well with all the light (laughs) (laughs) never getting dark side note thank you uh alaska thank you alaska we love you we should do an alaskan cruise wouldn't that be fun that'd be fun Yes. Yeah. Haley and I are actually planning a vacation, and I'm going (gasps) with her. We're not going to tell where it is um, or when, but we have thought about um, actually recording Mm -hmm. from there. Yeah. So you'll get to find out where we are after the episode airs. Exactly. Um, And once we're safe back home. We won't be there when the episode airs. No, we won't. We'll record it from there. We'll record it from there, just so you know. But it'll be fun. Um, But that will be fun. I'm excited about that. Um, So stay tuned for that episode because that's going to rock. It's going to be super fun. And just think about how mellow we're going to be. Oh gosh, we're going to be relaxed. relaxed. We might be intoxicated. It's going to be a great time. I can't wait. I will definitely be. And for those of you who are interested in Haley's uh, creepy zombie funeral, you know, Mm -hmm. I'll keep you posted in the next 40, 50 years. Yeah, we'll let you know. Just tune back in in about 50 years. Exactly. Well, Well, if you keep tuning in for 50 years, that's loyalty. That is loyalty, and you are definitely guaranteed. (gasps) We can have a punch card. A loyalty punch card. (laughs) Oh, Oh, oh my God! God I I have so many ideas. Well, anyway. this twenty minute episode turned into forty real fast, but we hope you've enjoyed it. <laughs> 
thank you for joining us. Join us next week when we have another crazy episode of mm-hmm. Mountain Mysteries, Tales from Appalachia. And uh, we'll see you then. Have a good week, guys. Bye. Bye.